0: So this is a super random question to get started here, but uh, I know you're a big fast food guy, so I'm really curious what your opinion is of Arby's.
1: Um, it's okay. It's not anything special. I've only been there probably two or three times. Curly fries are alright. I don't. I don't have a strong take on Arby's. I don't because I've only been there a couple of times or so. Yeah.
0: So I feel like it gets it a lot. Really of, me. It gets a lot of hate. I feel like it's almost like a meme. Tonight. Yeah, I don't hate it.
1: It's just, it's just whatever for me.
0: So I, I'm asking because uh, I went for the first time. It was uh, almost five years to the day um, that I went. And it was like I finally just was persuaded to go by coworkers. And my takeaway from eating the beef and cheddar and everything was like, you know, it's not as bad as a lot of people make it out to me. I would go again, but I'm not going to go out of my way to go again. And uh, I just think today I went for the second time five years later. So that tells you exactly how I feel about it. And I just have the same takeaway, but it's also like I feel gross. Just the idea of eating Arby's. I don't know what it is. And it's like it's probably no different than other fast foods. But if it's the Internet and whatever, but I'm not feeling uh all that great about myself knowing that was my lunch today before going on here
1: i don't yeah i don't I don't have a strong take on Arbys i mean maybe I should just go just because I haven't been in forever, but I remember the times I went, I don't recall like hating it.
0: So the curly fries are good, and like yeah, yeah, I, I the don't curly think fries I'm fine with. I don't think it's something. It, I almost feel like Arby's is like the Nickelback of fast food, where people say that it's bad just because someone decided it, that it was bad, and everyone. It's else funny that it. you
1: call it the Nickelback of fast food because, as you were saying, that it gets so much hate. All I can think about is you know, you know who gets a lot of hate? Nickelback does, right? <laughs> it's, it's a little unnecessary, even if. It's deserved a little bit. I don't know. They, they definitely get a lot of hate. Nickelback. Yeah, oh, I know.
0: I don't think that it's really deserved. I think Nickelback is like a pretty solid band. And for whatever reason, they just became this big meme Uh when there's definitely others that deserve way more hate than them. And there's probably other fast foods that are much worse than Arby's. I don't know what it is with them. Um, One of my friends loves it way too much for for my opinion. I don't think it's a place you should go more than once every five years like I did. But uh yeah, I just kind of wanted to have that quick conversation here before for jumping into this because it's uh, definitely something that all, it's all I've been thinking about for the last five hours now is just knowing I have this like beef and cheddar sandwich sitting in my stomach. And I'm like, I kind of liked it, but I don't feel great about the fact that I ate it.
1: Uh, I'm I'm now motivated a little bit to go at some point soon just because right. you're bringing up now. Yeah,
0: so you can also have the same kind of weird takeaway <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah, it was fine, but like, it was why right. did I do yeah. this to myself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's jump into the football talk here, and uh, another episode that's uh, set to be loaded with lots of NFL uh, action, and it's not going to be like our week two episode where we talk about every game. We will give some, uh, you know, thoughts on other games coming up, but we are a. You know, mostly Patriots and Sealers podcast, as you like to say. So let's start with our teams, we, and
1: we 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 talked like forty minutes on them. We so spent I, a I long just, time, yeah. So I felt like I had to mention that, yeah a mostly Patriots Steelers podcast
0: yeah I didn't I did not expect to spend that much time on them I don't think it's gonna be as long this week but I hope not (laughs) (laughs) yeah but both of our teams won this week so there's some reason for optimism but you know I'm sure that there's still some uh, drawbacks and takeaways starting with the Patriots 15 to 10 win over the Jets
1: what's the opposite of a moral loss (laughs) because that's how (laughs) that's how I feel about this game where you know when you have a moral loss it's like all right we lost but you have some positive takeaways on your team but they won the game and i just feel i don't feel as good about them i, f- I probably feel worse about them that th- that that game went exactly how i thought it would where it'd be a low scoring game and their offense would still stink cuz even though the jets suck now they still have a good defense even if it might be a little overrated they're still a good defense and the patriots just do not generate a lot of points offensively, and the only reason why they won is because they sucked less than the other team. And Zach Wilson is is just as bad as it gets. If if I were to if I could change his Madden rating, uh, for awareness, I would make it zero because he has no clue how to play the position.
0: It's unreal to me just how bad he is after all this time. And it the the whole idea of, of of what Aaron Rodgers was talking about, of wanting to, you know, maybe teach Zach Wilson some things, like be in the same locker room with him all offseason, same quarterback room. And then he just looks honestly worse. Last year, he showed moments early on. And then it was just that loss to the Patriots didn't show accountability. And then all of a sudden, I think he was just made to be even worse than he was and now it's just he's just a bad quarterback he's a god-awful cannot like you said the awareness all these sacks that he takes and it, i just don't understand how this guy was a number two overall pick and how we all kind of convinced ourselves that he deserved to be picked that high too
1: cory he's not a bad quarterback it's there are good quarterbacks there are bad quarterbacks and then there's 50 feet of crap and then there's Zach Wilson. <laughs> zach wilson yeah yeah he's he's as the, as wor- as bad as it gets, he's the he's the absolute worst. I don't see him lasting much longer in the league, and I don't know why they keep putting him out there. No one has any confidence in him. I, I can't imagine, even though Robert Robert Sala, he says like, oh yeah, Zach Wilson's our guy. I can't imagine him. He he's actually he actually believes that. He just has he's to
0: gonna go down toe the, the company line. Yeah, he's gonna get him fired too. Yeah, I don't understand why he would continue. Like last year, he was so quick to just bench him over post game comments and just seeing this bad performance, he's gonna continue to throw him out there. They signed Trevor Simeon, so <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's getting to the point where like, oh, Carson Wentz is out there, maybe give him a shot, even though we know he's you know bad in his own right. That's I, just how saw, awful Wilson has been.
1: I saw that Shams Sharania put out news that uh, Matt Ryan signed with a team, and my first thought. I mean, no. it was oh my god Matt Ryan's going coming back uh-huh. oh no it's just the basketball, yeah, the basketball Matt
0: player Ryan. all right well so,
1: even even he even him in the booth I would bring back over over Zach Wilson he that guy's a loser I I I hate Zach Wilson it it look there are, there are quarterbacks that that I'm not a fan of but. You know, there's they at least try to play the position. The whole point of the quarterback position is to, I don't know, throw the football, <laughs> Not, <laughs> give your team yeah. a chance to win. And he doesn't even do that. He just goes down Just set self sack. That like self sack. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a wuss too. Getting man.
0: sacked for a safety. From the five-yard line is is unbelievable to me. I know it's 3rd and 15, so he needed to wait. like it was a pressure moment, had to pick up a first. But how you let that happen is unreal. And I do think his offensive line deserves some of the blame. It's not a great offensive it's line. It's not a good I mean offensive line. Said, but Even on hard knocks, people are like, man, this offensive line is not looking all that great. But I think that Zach Wilson just compounds it so much more than it already is.
1: Yeah, he he he's the absolute worst. I I I have zero faith. I mean, I've always had zero faith ever ever since like his first season. Even I never had faith in him uh, after that four interception game that he had in his home debut. The only thing I respect about Zach Wilson is that he's a milf hunter. <laughs> that's really the only thing I I sort of respect about Zach Wilson. But even that's kind of clownish. Yeah, I, for,
0: I honestly I forgot about that story with him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the reality is the Jets assembled an offense that was built around Aaron Rodgers, from the coordinator to the receivers. That's another
1: thing. They have Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. The only reason why he has a job as an offensive coordinator is because he's Aaron Rodgers' buddy. And now, so the combination of both Zach Wilson with Nathaniel Hackett, who also has no idea what he's doing, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a. Clown it's a recipe show.
0: for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, that's all we're seeing with them. So, um, I mean, I, I understand, like, the the general takeaways of not feeling great about the Patriots out of this one. I think it is kind of remarkable how many chances the Jets had at the end of this game. Like, after that safety end zone, you think it's over. Then after the fourth and ten two-yard completion, you think it's over. And then somehow have a Hail Mary attempt that is super close They were They were
1: fingertips away from losing that game, which it just makes me feel... Even less confident about the Patriots. I don't think I've ever been more, uh, like, like disappointed or or pissed over a Patriots win because it was basically a free win. If if Rogers were out there, they probably lose the game. It doesn't give me much more confidence in their team. Their defense played well. Granted, yes, yes. a lot of that I has mean, to do with Zach Wilson just not knowing what to do as a quarterback. But
0: they had to put him uh, they, in the situations to yeah, look they,
1: bad. They they looked good defensively. uh I like Christian Gonzalez more and more by the week. Uh, even though, granted, again Zach Wilson, but he's had a couple tough assignments. Uh, Tyreek and against Garrett Wilson, and Garrett yeah, Wilson, those are two of the best receivers in the league, and he's done pretty well against both. And
0: yeah, so I mean, it I, still blows my mind that he fell to seventeen in the draft. Yeah,
1: it yeah, I, it blows my mind too. And I thought this year he would maybe not be great, just because I don't know. He looks a little undersized, and rookie corner already being thrown mm-hmm. into the fire as basically the top guy, but I, I like him a lot. He definitely, he was probably the best player on the Patriots side, or I guess any side since no one did anything offensively. But, <laughs> um, so they're, they're, I don't know, the defense I have some confidence in, but the offense, I just, I don't I don't like it at all. Uh, the, I mean, I know Zeke ran well, great, but that's probably going to be his, his best game of the season. But he did run run the ball really well in that game. Uh, I, I wish they get Ramond, Ramondre going, give him more touches, but because he's off to sort of a slow start from how he performed last year, and God, they're not getting anything out of the receivers. That's that's just it's such a glaring weakness is the receiver position. That I, I know, I know, Bourne had a really nice first week. Maybe that was a Matt Patricia dessert. revenge game. I don't yeah. know, but but. Well, uh, I'll even
0: I feel like this week, Kendrick Bourne. At least he had one really nice play on Sauce Gardner. I, did I don't see know that. everything else, and it was late in the game, so it was a pivotal moment. Makes it stand out.
1: And then Devontae Parker, he had some flashes in week two, but he's not really that explosive. And then, God, I, I just can't help but look back at that that Juju signing and just think that they just signed damage goods. Goods, and even though he's he's been a good receiver throughout his career. I I just, I hated the decision to bring him in and not bring back Jacoby. And I know it's at the time, at least was a toss up of who's better, who's not, but I don't know. I just thought Jacoby Myers was not a great receiver. Don't get me wrong, but just did all the right things undrafted, uh, did what he was told to do, ran all kinds of routes, was really good on third. Not that the Patriots were a good third down team last year. They were one, of, like I think a bottom five team in third down percentage, but the only reason why they could pick up any <laughs> first downs is because of Myers. And he was really uh, Mac Jones's go-to guy. And I just think not bringing him back was, was, was a pretty bad move. And what should have happened was bring back Jacoby Myers and surround him with, Surround the offense with more explosive options, you know, because Myers as good as a receiver as he is. He's not like some, you know, top end, yeah, reliable, like you said, very reliable. Yeah, that that should have been the idea, not to get rid of him and not bring in. I mean, yeah, they brought in Juju, but like that's not. And Juju did
0: fill that role previously in his career, but yeah, I mean, like you said, with a knee injury, it's it's hard for him to be out there and performing at that level. Still,
1: it's damaged goods. And I don't think he, him and Mac Jones really did any, you know, enough this offseason to show that they have the chemistry to work together. And so even, the injury is kind of a cop out because even if he was healthy, it it sounds like they didn't work uh, together enough in the offseason. I don't know. I I think I put that more on Juju because I remember in week two after Mac after yeah after the Patriots lost Mac Jones, he talked about like, hey, you know, if some guys are showing up late to to you know to practice then you know it's going to create problems and that's not exactly word for word what he said but it sounds like he's calling out some players on and probably the offense yeah. and not the no, defense the, I mean, and uh, i would imagine juju is probably part of that it's i know it's kind of speculating but it's I a very weird the, situation with juju it, yeah it's just such an odd situation so uh I, I don't i don't like the chemistry between him and mac and juju as of right now on the field and if you can, if you don't have co- chemistry with your "quote unquote" best receiver, like how are you going to generate a lot of offense this year? I, mm-hmm. I, I'm Faro well,
0: Brown. There's an exposure yeah. player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one nice catch that he had. Yeah, I, I did Did wa-
0: you know he was on the roster? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I,
1: I'd be lying if I said I did know. But no, I, I think I saw the news once and it just went over my yeah. head and forgot uh... that he was even on the team. I I just hate it because okay, they got a new offensive coordinator. Great what he can only do so much if the pieces are not good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And I, I do think that Bill O'Brien has shown enough promise here. Just looking at the Patriots offense, watching them look more confident than they did oftentimes last year. But when the bar is so low, it's, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's still a good offense. So,
1: no. So I, great. They won. Now they play Dallas next week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'll be an interesting one Uh yeah, Their sure. D-line
1: yeah. versus the Patriots O-line, that that will be fun to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels like there's certainly a lot of possible mismatches in that one. Uh, certainly have some things to talk about, the Cowboys on their own yeah. in their Week 3 performance coming up. But uh, uh, I guess we move on to the Steelers now. Like the Patriots, also won by five points, 23-18. Uh, to 18. And I think, to me, there are a couple major takeaways that come out of this. So from the Steelers side, the offense looked better. I feel happy about it. Kenny yeah, Pickett had a really solid touchdown drive. So
1: Yeah, that 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 pass to Calvin Austin that definitely provided a spark in their offense and yeah, yeah the, look, both teams are kind of in similar situations or not kind of really similar situations where they're much better defensively and offensively. We both have our problems <laughs> yeah, watching them.
0: Something left to be desired.
1: But yeah, the Steelers offense, I would say definitely improved from past weeks and yeah like I mean I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Raiders defense is just so so bad so but even so
0: Uh they definitely
1: had they had some good they had some good drives and enough good drives to to win that game
0: yeah i mean it's one of those things where when you go into a matchup against a team like that you want to see the team perform better um you know after facing arguably the two best defenses in the league by a lot of uh people's opinions they went out and even though they
1: won that game versus cleveland they had two two touchdowns on defense so it's not like they're yeah exactly did right. anything in that no game.
0: It, that was the entire defense so this game is the offense had two touchdowns actually the first time in kenny Pickett's young career he's had two touchdown passes in a game which I think it, it kind of went over my head like it was like whoa that's crazy to think about part of it is he's had rushing touchdowns so it's not like it's his first multi-touchdown game just you he did know, that in this first game throwing the ball yeah yeah two rushing touchdowns in the same game um so yeah i mean i think good signs there uh you said the long calvin austin touchdown pass uh the pat fryer touchdown end of a long drive one of those where immediately as a place development i was like this is gonna be a touchdown and it, it was and that's not something i get to say a lot watching the sealers offense so that was a cool moment um and then the other takeaway though is as great as the sealers win was the raiders particularly Josh McDaniels, uh, did a lot to make sure that it happened. Uh, That field goal, down eight, doing it twice. And uh, I mean, that's that's just another reason why a lot of people are saying that Josh McDaniels is not cut out to be a head coach in this league.
1: He's not. I've seen enough now. And it's, it's a shame because I thought at least for the second tenure as a head coach where uh, being an offensive coordinator for the Patriots for a long time. <laughs> he he waited a pretty long time to get a head coaching job to the point where he quit a job with Indianapolis and then came back to New England as an offensive coordinator for another few years. And even though I thought, I mean, it's not as tough of a division as I thought it would be and many other people thought, but uh, entering last season, I thought they wouldn't be uh, you know, as good as the other three teams. And so the bar was pretty high for them, like their the expectations uh, were, were. It was it was going to be a hard division. It was going to be a hard mm-hmm. task to to complete for the Raiders to be any good in this division. But at the same time, it's like wow, like after a year plus, man, Josh McDaniels does not look good as a head coach right now, and is sort of being exposed to that where he's he really benefited from having Brady as his quarterback. Because I don't know, it's just it sucks. Because I I did like him as an offensive coordinator, but. Man, second tenure as a head coach, and is not performing well whatsoever. That that decision to go for the field goal was so so lame. You're down eight points, and you you're de it's not like you have the eighty five Bears defense. No, <laughs> like your, no, your I mean... defense blows. So you, basically, you're just even if it's the Steelers' offense, like even if it's the Steelers who aren't great offensively, you gotta you gotta try for a touchdown. And so to go for a field goal and not get the ball back was just so bad.
0: Yeah, I mean it. The fact that so the first time it happens and you get the leverage call, so the Raiders get a free extra set of downs. And then at that point, to continue to do another field goal attempt, it, it wasn't even like it was fourth and 14. It was fourth and four. That's a very manageable fourth and four, first and,
1: down. and you're in the red zone.
0: Yeah. And you just lost an extra minute and a half off the clock. You did everything there. It was great. It's one of those where it's like, this is kind of disrespectful thinking, oh, I'm just going to get the ball back. And I get the idea we need to score twice. But one of those scores could have happened in overtime (laughs) that you just had to tie the game. That was really the goal there. You and, still um, need
1: a touchdown too. Yeah. Yes, it's not you like still you need, need a oh, touchdown. we just need another field goal. Like no, yeah, you right. need a you need to still score a touchdown.
0: It is it's amazing to me, just you know, some of the, the decisions that some of these coaches make. I mean, it was Matt LaFleur in the NFC championship game, and I, I think that it this was. is now the it, second it time it's happened.
1: Me, it reminded me just like that, uh where where the Packers went for yeah, with that field goal to the point where <laughs> you got Jeopardy contestants questioning uh, <laughs> that decision. Uh huh. So yeah, it, it reminded me just like that, that decision. To yeah, I, I did see goal. a
0: stat that um, there. I think it was twenty six times now a team has been faced a fourth down, down eight in that situation. Nineteen passes, five rushes, two field goal tubs. So there you go. Join the join the club, Josh McDaniels. You know, Aaron Rodgers is happy to have company now. Um, that it's the it Raiders moronic. are moronic, moronic yeah, to go the, for the field goal. The Raiders are not a great football team. Uh, I'm glad that the Sealies went into Vegas, pulled out this win. Uh, it's never easy. Without even up 16 and late in the fourth quarter, it you know managed to turn itself into a game. But you know I'm glad that the offense did take advantage of that, pick up the first down, at least bleed enough clock that the Raiders had no time. And you know Jimmy Garoppolo had some nice moments. Devontae Adams is awesome. He was getting open I the whole game, it. but. 13 yeah,
1: catches, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. Hot take: I think, I think they should cover that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I I don't know how it happens. Like every single week, the Steelers just manage to let the opposing wide receiver. Actually, I know how. It's because Levi Wallace is covering him. But he had two interceptions this game, so there you go. Right home and say it was a good one, even though the second one is just Jimmy's just trying. Just like, he had because two he has trying to throw it out of bounds and couldn't, so they ended up his picks.
1: Just because you have two interceptions, that doesn't make. You... That doesn't mean you're this shut down corner. It just means no, you're he, getting you're just getting peppered with a lot of uh, passes thrown in your way, and you just happen to grab a couple. Right, exactly. You're still I mean, giving up a dozen passes.
0: I think eight catches for 131 yards allowed, but two interceptions. So <laughs> he can tell himself he had a good game. I mean, the, the Sealy secondary has problems. I hope that Joey Porter Jr. continues to not just get more opportunities, but also play like the guy that Sealy's uh, fans were hoping you would get. You know, be like his his dad, but at the cornerback position. So. Um you know it's one of those where kind of like you said it's you know nice to have a win I feel better about the Steelers moving forward I would feel better but... about
1: the Steelers after this this win than the Patriots after theirs mm-hmm.
0: I still want to see more from the offense. I still want to see more. I don't know what the whole deal with Matt Canada is. There's reports that he got promoted somehow. You mean
1: Adolph?
0: Y- Adolph yeah, oh, Canada? Man, I, sorry. sorry. I, it, yeah. it's <laughs> Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown just live tweeting Steelers games is just, it, I don't know what to make of that whole situation. Apparently, Le'Veon Bell was at like a Steelers Raiders tailgate in Vegas, just hanging out with fans before the game. And it, that's a situation totally different. He wanted his money. I think he had a bad agent, you know, people were saying things that he probably shouldn't have listened to and it's it's whatever. I get it. He plays running back in the NFL, but uh Antonio Brown, Antonio just, Brown be like I'm going to be the offensive of coordinator. I'm going to play wide receiver. And I think I mean, I'm pretty sure Tomlin was asked about it and he was like, yeah, that's not happening. He's not coming back to this team. So that is just a wild story to, you know, still be talking about in 2023. But uh anyway, I don't know what the situation is with Canada. I I don't know that this is one of those like oh his job is saved forever after this game like there's definitely signs of promise though and hopefully he can I, continue to do that against Houston
1: I just hate that he's there because I feel like Tomlin has him there just because like hey if if uh he, he's a scapegoat <laughs> he's an easy yeah, target I mean- for people now. He is. Like, oh, if if, if they have problems offensively, don't look at me. Look at the guy that's getting all the hate, Matt Canada. Yeah, the
0: guy who gave my son a, a scholarship to play football at University of Maryland five years ago. And that that's just all it is. They're, you know, they all went to like Arkansas state. They're all on the same coaching staff together. Like that's all these ties. Yeah. It's, it's a very frustrating experience. I hope that the Steelers can modernize when it comes to the coaching staff and everything like they have seemingly with uh free agency and trades and stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a frustrating situation still. Definitely feel better about the team moving forward. Second place in the AFC right now. <laughs> you know, I don't expect that to last, but looks pretty good at the moment. So I'll hang my hat on that and hope that, you know, some of these wins, even if they're hard fought and don't look pretty, continue to, to happen.
1: Not Neither neither of our teams are in great positions, but as of right now, week three, who do I feel good about more Granted, the record <laughs> yeah, kind of I mean, sways it it that, sways it, but yeah, I, w- I would feel better about the Steelers right now than the Patriots.
0: I mean, All right. What,
1: it takes, what, is, <laughs> what does it take for the Patriots to win a game? They have to play the worst quarterback in the league.
0: <laughs> yeah, and have multiple In a low-scoring game. Yeah, <laughs> where he just finds ways to blow it. Yeah, it, it the, was not a pretty win for the, the Patriots. The Patriots right, have
1: no identity. The only thing that you can feel confident about is... They can beat up on bad quarterbacks in low scoring games because if they don't win that kind of game and, and, and bad weather, like if you don't win that kind of game, yeah. then what are you as a team? Uh,
0: so. And it, I think that was a, a big, big narrative of last season was just constantly beating up on backup quarterbacks and getting yeah. wins out of that. And, you know, it, it Jer- looks it good in the record books. But
1: Jared Goff and seven. Schmucks at the quarterback position. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty lucky how things worked out. And now in the base is the worst, your toughest schedule in the league, so it's going to be much which, more difficult.
1: Which, which is nice. Yeah, great. <laughs> they they didn't deserve to win that game. They, uh, they're just, they're just lucky that Zach Wilson was under setter instead of Rogers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair takeaway. So, um. That being said, let's move on and we'll try to address uh, a variety of the other games. And I always try to come up with some kind of creative way to talk about games rather than just reacting to, you know, just a subset of them. And uh, we had a few ideas, but you decided, hey, you throw out a part in the interruption inspiration, which we did an episode like a year and a half ago. That was like a PTI format and just like July, like this is the only way to talk about these like kind of relevant sports topics right now. So we're kind of bringing it back.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm glad that this idea, this this idea <laughs> by me was, uh, you know, you agreed to that idea as well. So,
0: yep. So uh,
1: I, I liked a lot of the segments that they that they, you know, do after their first part of their show where. Yeah. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, I yeah.
0: know no, we we came up with six of them. So uh, I guess let's start with the first one. <laughs> That's a uh, mail time. Mail. Af- after leading the Packers to a 17-point fourth-quarter comeback victory, do you think Jordan Love is a new guy in Green Bay?
1: I think we got we to gotta uh, slow our roll here with Jordan Love. I, I, I like what I've seen from him. I think he's off to a good start. But it's three games, and it's not like the three teams that they've beaten or, well, played are any sort of elite. Squads. They've played the Bears, the Falcons, and the Saints. And even though two of those teams were two zero at one point in the Falcons and Saints, like those aren't—I I don't know—they're like, kind of fraudulent two and zero teams. And I think Jordan Love. There, there are definitely flashes of him showing that he could be a franchise quarterback because I think he's made real improvements from the limited, the limited plays we've seen him in past seasons and. I like how the Packers handled the Jordan Love situation where cuz cause, cause if 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 Jordan Love were thrown into the fire week 1, he would be screwed. He wouldn't have any hope of playing in the NFL. But yeah, because like when
0: he was drafted. Yeah, if yeah, if if they threw I him agree. into the
1: fire in week uh, week 1, year 1 or even 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 if it were just one year, I I think it would have been too early. Uh, so Jordan Love really needed the two or three years, three years to sit behind Rodgers, learn uh, to play the quarterback position and develop, and you're seeing that there's some promise there. So I, I like how they've handled Jordan Love's development because, again, if he were just thrown into the fire like some, some of these other quarterbacks, he would have been screwed. But, uh, but Jordan Love, yeah, he's definitely showing some promise. And I said this last week that it's impressive that he's – he has these performances without Christian Watson, without Aaron Jones for two of the three games, and you get those guys back at some point, maybe the Packers could be a legitimate threat in this division.
0: Yeah, I I guess. So the the problem with Jordan Love is he's going to have to live in the shadows of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It's and, not and something it's, it's, to avoid.
1: It's so unrealistic to live up to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I think look I'm nowhere close to being able to say that he's going to be a Hall of Famer Super Bowl winning quarterback God, no. like those. It, it is way too early to say yeah, that's a case. I'm not
1: sold on Jordan Love being the guy like the next franchise quarterback, but I feel more confident about him than I did before the season started. Especially especially that game where he. He had to come in uh, because Rodgers had COVID. Yeah, against Kansas City. Kansas City. Granted, the worst possible spot to be in, but he was so bad in that game. like, How is this guy even going to be in the NFL? But give it some time to develop, and you're seeing that he's a half-decent quarterback right now.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I, I... – I think he is absolutely the guy right now. I think he has a lot to do to kind of say like he is like a true franchise can, you know, live up to anything close to those expectations, but the thing to me is with this game specifically
1: down getting sacked
0: yeah getting sacked throwing interceptions like missing guys it's just like all this adversity he's had an opportunity to lead a big 95 yard touchdown drive fourth and two misses a wide open uh player on the sidelines turns it over but he kept getting his opportunities his defense did everything he could and he pulled off the comeback three uh a field goal touchdown we ran one in himself and then a a nice touchdown pass to romeo Dobbs. and to me it's battling through the adversity playing in the clutch and maybe it's my kenny Pickett goggles because that's the the big selling point for him was sucking for three quarters or you know not being great and then having a game-winning touchdown drive at the end and like that to me is enough to say okay he has it he can figure things out like when he gets his weapons back whatever it gets more comfortable he can have the early performances but being able to come back from 17 down and look the saints are not a great offensive team but, but they're they have great a pretty defensive solid defense team. they have a great yeah. defensive team or at it's least impressive yeah, they've I been mean, it, very
1: productive on that side of the ball, even if they don't have a lot of star players on that side of the ball, like, besides Cameron have, Jordan Marshawn, yeah, and Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. But uh, but yeah, they've been very productive on that side of the ball where I think, I don't know what the stat is, but I think they've gone like, what, a dozen straight games of giving up 20 points or less. It's it's not Yeah, that exactly sounds right. It, but,
0: but uh, no, they they have a long streak like that going. So I, I think it's impressive what he was able to do in this one. Uh, I definitely feel way better about him now than I did a few weeks ago. Like you said, coming into the season. Yeah. That's so,
1: it's being the, the, the team environment is such a huge thing for me wh- where like, okay, yeah. Justin Fields, we're just bringing up back that question. Yeah. Justin Fields is way more athletic and, and fun to watch and can do more as a runner, but Jordan Love is just in a much better organization <laughs> compared uh, to Justin yes. Fields. We'll get to them more later, but but that that's one of the reasons why I felt better about Jordan Love entering this season is just given what's around him. Not 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 that their weapons are amazing or anything, because after Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, it's a big drop off to the next guys like Dobbs and Jaden Reed looks half decent and Musgrave they just drafted. Uh, but their weapons aren't they they're not they're not terrible, but they're not great either. And so, for Jordan Love to like you said deal with the adversity of being down by 17 and making that comeback without a couple of his star weapons on offense, I think it's it's impressive. I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm not sold on Jordan Love that like, oh, he's the guy, he's the, he's he's going to be just like Favre or Rodgers or whatever, but there's promise there for sure.
0: Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that should be the bar. It, it's going to be tough to no. That's to say, that's so but, unrealistic. Uh,
1: but just to be the the next guy, even yeah, even if right. it's even if he's not a Hall of Famer,
0: even if someone who can winging. make the Packers continue to be the Packers, like this franchise, this tradition. Someone you know is you know year in and year out under normal circumstances going to compete for and make the playoffs and maybe can win a Super Bowl. So, um, definitely a long way to go with him, but yeah, the early that, starts of even season that is might be
1: even that might be too unrealistic. But my God, he was so bad uh, in the beginning of his career that I, I had major questions if he could even last in the league. But luckily, the Packers handled his situation right, and they now did. And now he's he has his opportunity, and he's doing a pretty good job right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's rare in the league these days, um, just given the desire to win and then also just the the structure of contracts, uh, particularly at the quarterback position. But, you know, holding on to him and playing things out the way they did does seem to have worked better than if they did just kind of move on from Rodgers after a year and throw him into the fire. So, right. Yeah, so I guess we didn't actually kind of plan this out, but I think we kind of alternate in terms of asking each question. Right, I'll ask this question
1: (laughs) next. Sorry, I should have have realized that. Uh, All right, odds makers. (laughs) What are the odds of Brandon Staley surviving this season?
0: Yeah, so this is one that I think if the Chargers lost on Sunday following – his decision to go for it on fourth and one from his own 24 yard line and not getting it if the vikings manage to score then there's a decent chance he doesn't even make it to week four and i think the charges have a week five bye, so they probably would have fired him then at the very least um i think this team has enough talent that there's an opportunity for him to managed to win enough games and kind of have a similar outcome to last season maybe win a playoff game I'll go 20 percent, but it just feels like this situation like the way he's kind of been coaching this year has just been so much worse like punting from the Titans 40 yard line to doing this the next week He he's just all over the place right now
1: moron I I, I, I hate <laughs> this guy so much now I, I I hate that I bought into him being a sharp head football coach uh you know, before you know the start of his tenure as the Chargers head coach, but now he's an idiot, and and going for going for on your fourth down at your own twenty-five again, late in the game. I I, I was rooting for the Vikings at that point. I, I want <laughs> him to complete the uh-huh. comeback. So, it, so it's the a Chargers. Maybe call. have more motivation to fire him. So you went twenty percent. I'll go five five percent. Five. All right. I, I, I'm I'm I can't say zero though because uh-huh. like you said. The Chargers are, even though they just lost Mike Williams, of course, another yeah, right. injury to a uh-huh. star player. Even though they lost Mike Williams, they there's still enough talent on their offense, assuming Eckler comes back at some point, week six probably, they still have enough talent on offense to to believe in, that they can win some games and be a wild card team. But like you said, kind of a similar similar way of ending last year where they they make the wild card round and 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 then lose the first game i'm not i'm not predicting 27 nothing collapse again but just (laughs) you know what i mean just Uh making the wild card round just being an early playoff exit i can see that being their their projection as of right now just given the way these first three games have have played out and so i can't say zero because i still think that they're a playoff team grant granted a fringe one because i I think it's pretty obvious now that Kansas City is the clear team in that division but yeah it, it should be it should be zero because he should be gone he should have been gone after that game last year versus Jacksonville but I just think that if the Chargers can still be a winning football team win nine or ten games make the playoffs then his job is probably probably safe but God, it should not be
0: though. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on how the outcome comes out of this, and how often he can get lucky on some of these decisions. Because it's not the first time that he's gone for it on no, a fourth no, and they short should have in lost his own that territory. Yeah, exactly. That last year in Week Five, it was another one where just a bad play call on fourth and two, and then Cleveland couldn't capitalize. So here, in Minnesota just panicked, and you know now they're owing three. So. um yeah, I mean it's it's a situation with the Chargers where you just know something is going to go wrong with this team, no matter what the talent is, and it looks like the head coach is a big part of the issue. Plus, when you have Kellen Moore ready to go, it gives you more of an an idea of like, ah, maybe we'll give this guy a shot and see how it goes. So. I couldn't
1: go zero percent because I still think there's some hope for the Chargers mm-hmm. being a playoff team, and, and like, there's zero hope for them winning, <laughs> like really contending at this point. But just being a playoff team, I still think that's in the that's in the cards. But yeah, I thought
0: you'd go lower than twenty. I just wasn't sure how low. So 5%. I'm not going zero, but yeah, five percent,
1: barely uh-huh. holding on.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, the the Vikings are zero three. Who the Chargers beat? They play the Panthers next week, who are also zero and three. But there's another zero three matchup next week that I think is getting way more buzz because those two teams involved look like so much more of a disaster right now so toss up who is in worse shape right now the bears or the broncos this
1: is this really is a true toss up because if i pick one team and you pick the other i'm just gonna say i can't argue with that (laughs) uh i i i still to this second i'm i'm having a tough time with this decision because uh my god they're both dumpster fires and I people are saying this is, people are saying this sucks are you kidding me this is great we get to have the suck bowl week four the two teams where it can't get any worse for them and now they're playing each other so
0: that's how it gets worse <laughs> losing Someone, to the team some, yeah
1: somebody i know there are ties but somebody's got to win right
0: right it, it would be perfect if these teams find a way to tie next week
1: uh, but who who's in who's in worse shape right now um, I'll go with the Broncos because my God, they lost by 50 points. Every two minutes I kept looking at my phone. Like, the Dolphins scored again. What? Yeah, what right? happened? <laughs> really? And and then you see the update. Yeah. It's like, they, oh yeah, their they third
0: string running back. Like They scored just...
1: 70 points and it was almost a record, which yeah. blew my mind because you, you see it in college football every day where oh, someone's scoring 70 plus points. Anytime uh, friends play Madden, <laughs> it's an automatic. They're going to score all 70 the time, points. Yeah. So it blew my mind that it was actually almost a record.
0: Um, right, I know. It didn't even occur to me until like as it was getting up there. I was like, wait a second. College football and Madden kind of blind you that this is not normal for a ten, team to score 70.
1: Ten touchdowns is so crazy. It, uh, to talk fantasy a little bit, Raheem Moster and uh, Devon chain. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, oh, I've I I heard H-Tain. I H. Team. I
0: think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah Devon H. Chain and Romi Mostert. They had. They had almost a hundred and a hundred fantasy points. <laughs> Two running backs on the same team. Mostert That's had. Four, he had four touchdowns and he got outscored <laughs> by <Yeah>. his by, <laughs> by a different by his, running back by his yeah. teammate running back. How is that possible? Oh uh-huh. uh, man the the Broncos. Uh, this is so bad. After what happened last year with them. You had some hope for them bringing in Sean Payton and for all the draft capital for, for, to, for them to give up as much as they did for Wilson and Sean Payton and yep. to still look basically the same, but now they're even, they're worse defensively. You could say they're worse right now yeah, because oh, they at least insane. their defense was pretty good or really good last year. Now that's, that part is a joke. Now they showed a picture. I saw a picture online where I think it was, I don't know if it was, Mo, I think it was a chain. He was running in for a touchdown and you could see six I counted six broncos on the ground <laughs> in one picture and it was not photoshopped uh they they are a disaster right now and and I would not blame you for picking the bears but at least Honestly, the bears have some hope with what they have draft capital wise and you know they, they they can fire those they could they could find a way to trade fields or or fire their their coach I almost had Tressman. uh who, who's there yeah
0: Mark and Matt Eberflus Matt Eberflus yeah, Tressman was a cutler <laughs> he's a really bad coach yeah, yeah no, no and oh, I,
1: he's brutal He he's probably arguably worse than Nagy so I don't I would not blame you for picking Chicago but no it's I it's but, been a
0: toss up for me and a part of me wanted to go second so like I just picked the team that you didn't say just to provide some variety exactly but, so
1: i god Denver it, you thought there'd be well the bears had some hope this year yeah that's the bears had a lot
0: of hope coming in and i think to me there are well three arguments for why i'd pick the bears one is you pick the broncos and it's more (laughs) fun to pick the other team (laughs) number two these teams play next week in chicago and denver is still a three and a half point favorite yep i saw that too (laughs) and then number three my thing is the Bears had all this hope coming into the season. Oh, Justin Fields, he's getting all these uh, this bets coming in for winning MVP. Like, oh, Matt Nagy's gone. We got the new Matt Eberflus and the new Ryan Ryan Poles instead of Ryan Pace. The Bears, yes, could end up with Caleb Williams. They could end up with both Caleb Williams and Marvis, Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Harrison Jr. They can end up with Jim Harbaugh. They could get all these great coaches. Like, there's all this possibility the Bears we've had this conversation with them how many times in recent years now how many times is the history of this franchise and this is a time where you start to think oh maybe they have the guy like this team looks good they spend all this money in the offseason and they're maybe worse than a team is the worst team in the league last year so to me both of these teams have a lot of reasons to be down on themselves I still don't necessarily believe that Sean Payton is an amazing coach who should be paid as much as he is and it's more of a move of desperation but I at least kind of believe that, okay, if they get rid of Russell Wilson, he can maybe find a new quarterback. I don't know that the Bears can just have Caleb Williams and have all the success. They'll find a way to ruin him because that's just what this franchise is. They ruin everything they touch, and they're just an absolute disaster, and they can't have anything nice.
1: Russell Wilson was horrible last year. He doesn't look that bad this year. No, he's still so good for three hundred yards the, in this the game. The defense is really taking a step back, and so I don't know what a new quarterback—I mean, unless it's some— crazy elite quarterback but i don't know what a new quarterback would would how much that would change with this team just given how bad they are defensively
0: now. Yeah, I mean, I I think they need a new defensive coordinator. I don't think Van Joseph is the guy. Really? Because you don't think Van Joseph's (laughs) the guy? (laughs) No, I think that could certainly help. Because I I still think they have enough talent on that side of the ball. I don't know how. Like, I think it's just an effort thing. There's a lot of problems with both of these teams. They're both an absolute disaster right now. There's not a wrong answer when it comes to these two. And maybe we'll get more clarity after this game week four. But long term, neither of them is in great shape, even with a win.
1: You just gave your take on the Bears, and all I can think of is, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. I probably should have picked Chicago, but you really could have. This is why it's a toss-up. When mm-hmm. it comes to the Bears, week one, they lost to their rival. They they finally don't have to play against Brett Favre and Rodgers anymore. Finally, yep. after all of these years, and then they still get their ass kicked. Yeah, it's not, their, not even just losing,
0: their, but getting destroyed like getting destroyed
1: did. By your rival after all these years of facing Favre and Rodgers, and it still didn't make a difference. And then week two, they face Tampa.
0: Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Looked, throws 300 yards against him.
1: Who, even though he's having a half-decent season, it's still Baker.
0: He was not good against the Eagles one. night. So no, that was not. a bit of a comeback so, to earth.
1: So that was not a good game. And and then you just got destroyed by by the Chiefs. It, it, after after all that. And then, your, yeah, your defensive coordinator got yeah, fired right. with that whole situation. You had all this equipment stolen from your, your facility, and it wasn't the offensive playbook that was stolen. That's still uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. so that doesn't benefit them.
0: It is amazing to think that as bad as the Bears Sunday was, their week prior might have even been worse. <laughs> Just, that's how bad of a situation it is right now in Chicago.
1: So you could eat – if you pick Chicago – I I wouldn't blame you because when I first saw this thought of this question, my first thought was the Bears because of all those reasons. But right, uh, no, and it, more. I
0: I would have very much been prepared to say the Broncos for everything you said. Like both of these teams, <laughs> like this, you can kind of convince yourself, but at the same time, you're like you really step back and think about it. you like, is it really just all sunshine and roses in 2024 when some of these guys get replaced? I, I don't know. I don't think that you can be super confident. So uh,
1: yeah, I'm picking Denver just because I had to pick somebody, but uh, just two years in a row now, all these high hopes where they get Russell Wilson, like, wow, they finally got the quarterback to surround this good team because cause that was always the biggest thing, holding him back, was not having a quarterback after Peyton Manning retired. Even Peyton Manning's last year, was the quarterback yeah. <laughs> position was still not great, but you know what I mean. So after Peyton Manning, they had nothing at that position. They finally get a quarterback and they were an absolute disaster. Now they're bringing a coach that's much... Granted, it's been bad, but I like to think Sean Payton's a much better head coach than Nathaniel Hackett, but it still looks the same. It still looks terrible. They look worse. They they started started 2-1
0: last year with Hackett, at least. Now they're 0-3. Yeah, so... And giving up 70 points.
1: I just think that they were higher hopes for Denver than Chicago, even though there were high hopes for Chicago. I mean,
0: it's fair. I think both teams had reasonably high hopes. And just how much they invested
1: in Wilson and Sean Payton.
0: Yeah. No, so, I, I, I granted, get it. Yeah, it's they, one... spe-
1: they spent a first round pick, and they and they spent they traded another one to get Fields, but they traded a haul for Wilson and Sean Payton.
0: They so. did no, but I mean both these teams are in bad situations. Yeah, the it... Bears haven't won a game since October of last year, right? So it's going on eleven months strong now. So
1: all right, fair or foul, the Cowboys still belong among the class of the NFC, even after their upset loss to the Cardinals?
0: So, it might just be by default, but I I think it's fair. I think that this is one of those games that it's like the Cowboys just didn't show up. And it's a bad loss. It's a loss that I'm not totally shocked by. I told you I joined a survivor pool for the first time in like a decade, and I picked the Cowboys and I said, I don't feel great about this. And of course, they go out and lose by 12 to a team that is by all accounts, tanking and not trying to win games. But when it comes down to it, I think that the Cowboys are still a very good team in the NFC, but they're probably just short of teams like San Francisco and Philly, but I I still think that they're up there. And, uh, they're going to find a way to you know, have more brutal losses, but when it comes down to it, I still think they have great talent. I know they lost Trevon Diggs to a torn ACL in practice, just so, but how did that happen, injury? But I still think that they're a great team on defense, and I think that their offense is going to bounce back. It starts with week four against the Patriots. If they lose this game, then I'm going to totally change my tune on them, but... Uh, especially with San Francisco and the Chargers looming back to back on the road. But I do think that the, the Cowboys are going to kind of figure this thing out here, but it, it does not look great, you know, going from 70 to 10 to lose into the Cardinals. Now, for this
1: question, the way it's worded, I will also lean fair because if if you're talking about them in the tier of the Niners or Eagles, then I would say foul, but are they in that next tier? Even after this loss, I do still believe that. I still think they're a playoff team and maybe even make it to the divisional round. I just don't think they're in those tier of those other two teams. And And then there are a few other teams. I think they're in the tier, when, we're just strictly talking the NFC, uh, not the whole league, but in the NFC, I still think they're in the same tier with, with Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay. And if you want to throw in those other two NFC South teams, I guess, whatever. But you know what I mean. I, I think they're in that next tier of NFC yeah. teams after philly and san francisco where even though you still expect them to choke at some point whether if it's in week 18 or early in the playoffs i still think that there's a lot of talent on that football team i mean i i, I kind of hate what they have at receiver because i still feel like it's even though granted they added brandon cooks it still feels like it's cd and then just a big drop off after him yeah, I no. I mean, well, Cooks was hurt for week two, so right. that's not a
0: great, great sign for him.
1: So just a, maybe a slow start for the receiving core after CD. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's still concerning though. You just lost to one of the worst teams in the league. And okay, you, let, let's say they won. Let's say they won this game. All I would be, all I could think about is like, okay, great, you beat the Giants, who have nothing offensively after Saquon and didn't score a point. And then you've you faced. Uh, the Jets, the Jets with Zach Wilson, <laughs> yeah. like great. That's some accomplishment. And and then and then they face the Cardinals. Like those are like three of, like two with Zach Wilson under center with the Jets. Those are just really shitty teams. Like the Giants are probably the best of those three. And and I I think they're taking a big step back after last season. So they haven't faced really that stiff a competition for these first three no, weeks. No, they so, haven't. So after two weeks, people are saying, oh, wow, they look so good, especially defensively. I think part of that has a lot has to do with the competition, too, though.
0: They they dominated those teams, to be fair. You know, they they get paid, too. Uh, but, yeah, I get it. It's not like they, they went toe-to-toe with a team but like Philly let's and San see, Francisco. Let's see how
1: they face against Buffalo, Miami, and the Eagles twice. I, I, want, I want to see how they look. Uh, I think they play the Niners, too, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, they play the Niners uh, right after the Patriots.
1: Let's see how they look against those teams. Then uh, we'll see. We can go back, come back to the question. Yes, no, I back think that's that question. I think that's very but fair to say. As of right now, right now, I slightly lean fair as well.
0: All right, and I I think it's it's fair to to say that. Um, and the one thing I'll say is the Cardinals, like, it's the their start to the season. This is kind of what I was thinking about with this team that they'll they'll find ways you know they actually pulled off a win this week after coming close to past two so uh if they're tanking they're doing a pretty good job of pretending like they're not so uh if that means that they get stuck with kyler murray for another year because they miss out on the top quarterbacks well that's uh that's their problem so um next one what's the word fullback andrew beck's kickoff return and the texans victory was blank Hysterical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. He went from getting the ball and nearly giving it away, fumbling it, and then all of a sudden he gets the ball and then he houses it. He barely got touched, and he's a fullback. Shit. It's not. It's not like he's some. Speed demon like Rashid
0: Shaheed in
1: in that right in that Saints back it's not like
0: Odell dropping the the punt against or not Odell um Deshawn Jackson. Jackson dropping against the Giants and returning it yeah
1: yeah it, it's not like that it's a fullback <laughs> I, um, so I don't know just it was just funny to me that wow he went from almost blowing it and who knows how that game would have turned out if if he right if he if he didn't get the ball but then to to go from almost giving it away to scoring a touchdown and housing it as a fullback not even getting touched was i, I, I couldn't help but laugh when i saw that <laughs> uh-huh. so
0: that's the See, word I'll I, go it i thought you were going to steal my word uh, my word is historic and I don't have the data to back this up, but I'm pretty confident that he's the first number 47 in NFL history to return a kick for a touchdown because, like you said, it's not something you ever see out of a fullback position. Like not even the the way back returner. He was just up front trying to block, and all of a sudden he's a football. And it, it reminded me of the, the Dan Connolly Patriots. Uh, I, that's the
1: first thing I thought of too. I I hate that Dan Connolly didn't score on that touchdown because he was a lineman.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, and he at took least it, the fullback at 71 some yards. Speed the
1: uh, a, a line, just any lineman. Yeah, much. I mean that that no would have been
0: like one of the greatest plays in NFL history if he actually scored on it. And we we got that moment for the most part with this one. It is a you know it is a fullback, but it's still just insane that 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 play happened. And it's not a great time to be someone who said that Trevor Lawrence is going to win NFL MVP or that the Jaguars are gonna be the one seed in the AFC because this is the kind of game that you assume that they're gonna win. And uh, they they got beat up. Yeah, that, that's, badly that's a by bad Texans. loss.
1: And I and Houston finally showed some promise. For, yeah, <laughs> for no, it's season. great win
0: for the Texans.
1: Yeah, good, definitely a great win for the Texans. Uh, Tank Dell looks great. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. He looks like he was the right choice at number one, and yeah. Not Bryce Young. So the Texans might have lucked out winning that game in Week 18 versus. Indeed, <laughs> that that is because I think they, they would have I think they would have taken Bryce Young.
0: I think Brevin Jordan said that like straight up. That we, I did see that Brevin Jordan history that. That, <laughs> that
1: was the most important. Right, I, and uh, I think he's right too to say that because I think they would have taken Bryce Young, and it might be yeah. overreaction, but I I do think C.J. Stroud was the right guy.
0: Certainly through right three now. games, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I prob- it's an this.
1: overreaction, but I I I do like Stroud more right now.
0: And yeah, know I, I was I was a big C.J. Stroud fan. Uh, Stroud Boys is one of the the monikers that his his fandom has. Uh, I definitely consider myself in that camp, but no, the, he's the definitely thing, been great.
1: Just the thing with Bryce Young, I know it's kind of off topic, but he's so oh, small. No, it's fair. He's, he's, so, he's
0: smaller than Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah, and it's not like, and he's not even faster than Kyler Murray. He, he, Kyler Murray at least, even though he's the same height or smaller, Kyler Murray at least shows some elusiveness on the field. Bryce Young doesn't have that same speed, and he's I, he's, he's tiny. I, he, I can't he's help very but look small. at that. Yeah. Because uh, if you're that size at the quarterback position, you're not going to be able to see targets as well, and you're more risk at getting hurt. And yeah, he doesn't just... have nearly the same speed as Kyler Murray or other smaller quarterbacks.
0: No, no, he's he's not in that same type of group. He's someone who plays bigger than he really is, and I don't know that's a recipe for success in the National Football League. And uh yeah, I mean, I it's it's early, but Andy Dalton gave the Panthers a much better chance to succeed. He did. Than he Bryce did. Young-good. Andy Dalton. I I don't like Andy Dalton, but at least <laughs> he's been h- hanging around. And yeah, three hundred sixty-four I- yards. Yes, yeah, so I could, think he could be the Panthers starting quarterback the rest of the way and give them a shot at making the playoffs, I think, if he plays like that consistently.
1: So would you put Andy Dalton as the number 1? as the starter, even if Bryce Young is healthy. I thought he was going to be a starter Bryce Young, coming the season. Give Bryce Young some more time. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: I, f- I think so, just given the way they're playing. If the Panthers are serious. In that NFC South, it's not going to take a ton to win the division. So no. if they're serious about making the playoffs, like I think that you, it would be reasonable to kind of give Dalton some time out there and, you know, let, young continue to work and develop and you know, st- not totally hurt his confidence i
1: still kind of stand by that bryce young has to be a, the man for them to win the division just because i don't like what i, I don't love bryce young right now and especially at his size and in, in the nfl and not even that fast of a of a runner with his mobility but What's around him just blows. Adam feelin' Adam, Thiel, Adam looks good. That's <laughs> yeah. something I was not right about. I thought he'd be uh, dust. I thought he'd be like Eric Decker and just fall off a cliff. Maybe that'll yeah, happen later in the year. He's but been he solid. he he looks great. Uh, but other than that, I don't I don't really have any confidence whatsoever in that offense. Even though granted yeah. they they did score a decent amount of points for versus Seattle, but still,
0: right, which uh, is a good defense. I still I still, the I still think they're, they're the be worst better.
1: team in that division. Even if it's an easy one, I I, yeah. I don't like Carolina at all.
0: The whole division lost, and you know they might have looked the best this weekend. Right. You know, especially given New Orleans blowing yeah. that lead and Derek Carr getting hurt. So,
1: but yeah, back to that Texans play, hysterical.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, and historic. Yes, is, and someone can fact check me? First number forty-seven to return a kickoff for a touchdown. Well, the way
1: I'm the number, sure. all the number changes now. You got you got guys.
0: It's probably inevitable. You will have more right. But
1: you'll you'll have a speed demon at, with. The number 47, which now. is such
0: a slow looking number. I don't it know is, why it's anyone so slow. would wear it.
1: <laughs> I hate the number so. changes now. You got I got, yeah, i'm freaking Sky Moore way. with number 24. <laughs> right, receiver you know, went... it's
0: one thing to have like a running back or a wide receiver wearing number one, but when you have like a defensive end wearing 24, a wide receiver wearing 24, and a running back wearing 10 on the same team, you like, just swap the numbers. doesn't make any sense drives
1: me crazy michael parsons love him his number is 11
0: (laughs) right oh i know it's it's just i'm not a huge fan of it yeah uh... i i
1: I hate the number changes i I feel like that's something i can't get used to which i know is so (laughs) silly but it's just how i feel after watching all these years of football and now they make that change at least they don't do it for linemen knock on wood (laughs) yeah right yeah, you know, like a lineman would be. Oh no, they they one. couldn't
0: like be like who is eligible? You have to right. have something to Thank that, God. That's the only way they get it. <laughs> that get away would drive me it. insane. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, last one. Over under. <laughs> and I love this question.
0: Yes, I know. Thirty
1: days for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey.
0: So I'm rooting for the over. I want them to get married, so I'm gonna say the over. Like this is, I love this. I love everything about it. I love the that Taylor Swift was in Donna Kelsey's box for the game, hanging out with her, rocking her, you know, Chiefs and and really talking. uh, Yeah, like really getting along. Like really getting into the game. I love that she's from Philly. She claims to be an Eagles fan, and she's now supporting the team that they just lost to in the Super Bowl. I love that. NFL fans hate how much Taylor Swift is getting thrown in their face because she's dating a football player. And I love how Swifties hate that Taylor Swift is dating someone supposedly beneath her as a football player instead of the she, classic she, musician she, or actor she's always she, with.
1: Well, let, let me get this out of the way. I have always thought Travis Kelsey is a major tool. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've I just think he's such a meathead, but- at the same time, like what you said, uh, Taylor Swift, sort of she's gone out with like all these shallow, great-looking guys that are just so like at the top in terms of yeah, status. They,
0: uh, they break up with her over text, you know. They're just like and, bad dudes. And, and, bad and so for her to,
1: to quote unquote lower herself to a, a meathead, even if I don't like Travis Kelsey, I, I don't mind it. I don't. And when it comes to Travis Kelsey. Like I said, I've always never been a fan and think he's a giant tool, but to 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 get Taylor Swift and for her to show up <laughs> at a game, I, I got to give some right. major props. Her showing major, up. Major is, respect to, to Travis Kelsey. Uh, and people are saying like, "Oh, well she went he went from a you, you know, a girl with much bigger, you know what, to Taylor Swift who's like not as big in those areas, you know what I mean?" Uh, Mm -hmm. who cares she's the (laughs) biggest star uh, Uh on on one of the biggest stars on earth and he got one of the
0: most famous women on on earth yeah
1: and i'm certainly biased but for for kelsey to for that to actually come to fruition and to actually see it on the screen and the the cameras are all over her Grant, it was such a boring game, that you gotta have some excitement oh, for that know. game, they right? Oh, I know they should have showed her freaking way more. bears. Yeah, bears. Right. That, that's the best thing about the Bears this year is that Taylor <laughs> Swift got to see. They got to, Taylor Swift got to see them play. <laughs> that's yeah, the biggest uh, accomplishment for the Bears this year.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: yeah, and it was pretty obvious that Kelsey was gonna score at some point. He had to have.
0: <laughs> oh, I know! I finally did. Yeah, you know, forty-one points after all the scoring in the first half, but. So I, anyway, I guess ma- over, major under. 180
1: for Travis. Kelsey. Uh, Look, he'll probably. So I'm going over. I'm going with okay. the over because even though Taylor Swift has a long history of breaking up with guys and the relationships not lasting that long outside of like maybe one one guy. Uh, 30 days, I, I think that yeah, could, right? like just 30 month. days. Uh-huh. I, I'm going over. I think it can last longer than that. I don't expect marriage. I don't expect well, that. But yeah,
0: I mean, it would be awesome if it I, happens. I, I
1: expect <laughs> it to be just more of a fling. It's fun. Or it's her
0: fun galera or whatever phrase that she's using. Right.
1: It's a, I, I look at it as a phase, but but I I, I think it can go over. I'm, I'm sure Travis Kelsey will end up cheating on her with some OnlyFans model, but... But for now, uh,
0: I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I think, I think he I'm knows that joking, his, but... his, well, th- that would be like the worst possible thing he could do. Like he he's in this situation where there are so many ways that it could end horribly wrong for him. Like yeah. he needs to do everything in his power to make sure that he, like she comes out of this like not like you are like the worst person ever. Specifically her fans aren't like you're the worst person ever. His jersey sales are up 400%. 400%. You know, he's he's I risk of a lot of jersey burning. Top videos. 5
1: in sales now. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, uh but ma- major major props even f- even me, I, I'll give credit where <laughs> credit is due. Like I said, biggest one eighty of my of my life in terms of
0: there uh, you go. Yeah, it, it's an it's like, unreal. What, what is the what is
1: the biggest 180? Like this is taking it to a new level for me. I like what is the biggest one eighty? It had to be someone that I really don't care for personality wise or pl- whatever, and then just dating. A, a, a star that i'm such a huge fan of the two of them, the biggest worlds for me are now colliding together and she's gonna ha- right. come up with more albums maybe she'll even put football lyrics <laughs> <laughs> into them. oh man uh, i don't know i, I don't know it, it should be the red
0: colors were great with her that too album. yeah like, red yeah, yeah it's just a perfect situation so i'm rooting for them you know i i hope that they, they fall in love and live happily ever after and that it just drives people insane till the end of time, or as long as possible. So even just even keep...
1: even me, I even I kind of find it funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because part of me is like, really him? Like you picked him? Uh, but she's gone out with dozens of guys that aren't, don't even compare to Travis Kelsey in terms of looks. Not that Travis Kelsey—he's a good, he's a decent-looking yeah. guy, but uh, just. I'm but he's like the one meathead i'd imagine of the, all the guys. I mean, he's dating.
0: definitely the the largest, most muscular, like, just like, kind of going through all a the lot guys of them. that
1: she's gone out with are this shallow, classy, fancy looking guys and and then now you have one gi- giant muscular meathead kind of Yeah, guy.
0: get try something new, like exactly. you know, mix it up and see if this one works better. So
1: So even me, <laughs> even me, <laughs> I, I even I'm uh I'm for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think also the one thing we haven't even mentioned Brittany Mahomes and how she's probably dealing with this.
1: You know that meme with the the there's three people in the shot. You have the one hot girl w- walking by, oh and then, yep. and then you have uh, the
0: guy looking back, yeah, like holding that. his girl's hand, and yeah. then the
1: one and then that jealous girl. That's that's Brittany yes. Mahomes. The guy obviously um, Kelsey, and then Taylor Swift, the <laughs> girl walking by. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I mean it's not not a perfect one. No, it's Mahomes not a perfect. Kelsey, analogy, but, I, yeah, but it is. But, yeah, uh,
1: you get what I'm saying.
0: Uh huh. No, yeah, she's, she's probably
1: <laughs> she probably hates that none of the attention's on her now.
0: Right. Yeah. New a new wag is uh getting all the spotlight at the the team dinner restaurant that Kelsey I'm sure, runs I'm out sure Jackson
1: will want to. TikTok with Taylor Swift now too.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he's got a lot. Oh, of and things that, that yeah, and that story about
1: the restaurant too. Oh, what? Yeah, how right. how amazing would that be? You can clear out a whole restaurant and just peace and quiet, and it's just you and your girl. Well,
0: so I heard it was the full team. It wasn't just the two Whatever. of them. Whatever, still wasn't real, still, but even so, yeah. There's there's a lot of stories about the two of them, you know, enjoying each other's presence there. So. Man. Yeah, no, it's a wild uh, story, it's, it's, and it's a
1: great, great story. That that really shows you that you gotta shoot for the stars, <laughs> shoot your shot. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. It sometimes it works, and uh, shoot for the stars, they say. Worst case, you'll land on the moon, but well, you know, Kelsey landed on the stars, <laughs> and he'll probably burn alive eventually because the stars are very hot. But for now, he's he's on top of the world. So Man, that
1: that is shooting for the stars and and succeeding. Good for him. Right. <laughs> and i'm I know I'm totally biased, and I don't wanna act like she's the hottest girl on earth they're def like she's 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 good looking though she is
0: yeah oh for sure, and i mean again like she she does just seem like this really cool person, but also like she's super successful like she you know there's there's a lot to to like about her so
1: good for Um, good for him major 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 respect you know good for her too you (laughs) know she walked out the best tight end end in the (laughs) league yeah good good for both of them (laughs) yeah need she Uh, needs a new change in the kind of guy that she dates even if it's uh someone as with a crazy of a personality as kelsey does Right. But who knows, the Kelsey-Swift duo, they might not even have the best one because we saw the Eagles yesterday. Oh, I know. Jason Kelsey and DeAndre <laughs> Swift in the running game. <laughs> I, I,
0: so they, I don't know. I had it on mute because I, I think I, I had the Bengals-Rams volume on, but they were showing it. And I look, looked over and I was like, did my TV just pause right now? And it was showing Kelsey and Swift. I didn't even think about it in the moment. I assumed that they were talking about Jason's brother, and then another person who also has the same name. <laughs> and I saw someone took a, a screenshot of kelsey Swift and just tweeted out, "These two are fucking." I on saw the that timeline it has like seventy thousand likes. Just multiple like, people, multiple people. Have insane. That, so yeah. Oh, like I'm I'm cheating. sure. Yeah, that's a very very funny. <laughs> like, I just saw it like shortly before recording. I was like, man, I didn't even think about that when I was watching. <laughs> Uh so anyway, that'll do it for NFL week three. Uh lots of football to talk about moving forward in the National Football League. And before we wrap up, let's talk a little college football. And I think that this year has been an interesting one for college football. It's the last year of the four-team playoff, the last team in the conference alignment. And I think front and center of what's making college football as noteworthy as uh as it is, and like even bigger star is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders in Colorado. And uh he got humbled a little this weekend. Oh, at of Oregon. course. They, they
1: they were massive underdogs entering this game. They were granted, yeah. They've they've gotten off to a really good start, but now you're actually facing legitimate competition. And yeah, yeah, top
0: ten team in the country. And
1: and yeah, you could say a little bit of a humbling experience for for yeah Oregon.
0: They weren't in it for clicks. You know, the game wasn't being played in, in Hollywood. Yeah, they weren't
1: for clicks. They were in it for wins or, uh, or points or whatever whatever the coach said there.
0: Yeah, which of course goes viral on social media and gets lots of clicks. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Dan, Dan Lanning, definitely like one of those cases of talking the talk. And, you know, we've seen it backfire with other coaches. And um, instead, Oregon goes up 42 to nothing, ends up winning 42 to six. So uh, I think Colorado has been a very fun story. It's given them a lot of attention. It's just the Pac-12 as a whole, just given that they're about to blow up has been a great conference. And it's fun seeing these this game and the hype on it. But uh. Yeah, ultimately, I think it's it's a good victory for everyone who's been hating on Colorado and all the the hype they're getting and seeing them come down. But I still think there's reasons to to be impressed by what Dion is able yeah, to do I, this quickly. I, I
1: kind of feel the same way. Where it's it's definitely cool how, what what's happened with their football program, where they were pretty much irrelevant for a while now, and then Dion comes in and it it looks like. It, it looks like a, an amazing football experience uh, to begin the season, and yeah, af- after their after their start, and then just seeing the players all step on the O, yeah, and
0: they, right, and,
1: and all even the players now because like Dion's personality, uh, you know, it it shows into the locker room and they think highly, too highly of themselves now, to the point where they're, they're stepping on the logos and not being respectful yeah you know
0: when Lil Wayne and The Rock are chilling on the sideline with you I think it's easy to get caught up in the celebrity status of not just your team but yourself Yourself, as a player on the team So so
1: even though Dion's done a really good job so far you you could say that it was bound to happen where they were about to show you know show that they're not really that great of a football team even if they're good
0: yeah, right. And it, I would have been shocked if they managed to win this game. If they actually kept it close, you know, 21 points sounds like a lot. If it was just three touchdowns, like, then it would have been like, okay, kind of impressive. Just getting completely blown out, doing nothing on either side of the ball. I'm kind is, of, I'm glad,
1: I'm, I am glad that they lost, though.
0: I am too. Like, I, I think that it's a good thing. I it's think it's a good story, point, but
1: at the same time, it, I don't need him role. going twelve
0: and zero. You know, I don't need him winning the national championship. Uh, Them yeah, being I'm... good enough. You know, people talking about how like Dion should be an
1: NFL head coach and he'd be so great in the NFL. I
0: like, no, he wouldn't. don't think he would be. No, I don't I think he don't would think be either. So. I, I think... think
1: college is his spot.
0: Yes, I, re- no, I really yeah, believe that. There is such a proven track record when it comes with these guys who are just. Insane in the head to be not just a a head coach of football, but also all the recruiting aspects and everything that you have to go through to be a successful college football coach. You it just doesn't it, translate it, as well to the NFL.
1: No, so. it doesn't. I, I've I've always hated the college to NFL guys. Most of them, most of them just don't pan out, and I just think in the NFL they're they're, they're adults. <laughs> they they yeah. don't need the rah rah oh, speech. Ra rah talk. I think that only works at, at at a certain level. I think college is like the absolute peak where that that kind of personality that Dion has only works in high school, college, but not in the pros. So no, I'm not saying no, he can't no. be a successful college football coach because he has so far yeah, outside of he outside of been. this past Saturday, he's he's shown so far that he's worthy of being a a college football coach and he, like you said recruiting. They're getting be, guys, they're gonna to be wanna players that're gonna want to play for him,
0: right? So no, I, I mean, the, <laughs> there there's scenarios. You look at a lot of those players on that team that you're like, man, they could have been playing for like long time traditional programs, and, and people are Colorado now, instead, and more, and more and more people, people are entering the uh,
1: transfer portal. And yep. so I could totally see Colorado. I'm I'm assuming Dion will be there beyond this year. Uh, yes, I I don't I could think totally see, see Colorado right being a a be, even better team next year. Especially... Moving to the
0: Big Twelve, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Like it's going to be kind of a new conference. So it's definitely an opportunity for them to to take a big leap. Yeah, so. I,
1: I could totally see them making a big leap and Dion being a successful college f- football coach. But God, yeah. I, the, after th- starting three and zero in college and not even for <laughs> like a top school, <laughs> uh-huh. facing t- stiff competition, people are talking about like, oh, NFL. He he can. You can do it at Jackson State. You can do it at Colorado. You can do it in the like no, no. like no. Just, let's relax.
0: There's there's enough evidence to say it doesn't work like that. No. Um, yeah, and I guess just like real quickly, like kind of on this similar topic, Dion went to Florida State. Florida State didn't really want him as a head coach. Like there are a lot of talks about that. Um, I'm glad that Florida State beat kind of I would almost say the anti Colorado. Clemson Dabo just refuses to use the transfer portal he had to call his kicker up and say hey do you want to quit your job and kick for us on Saturday which I don't understand how that was able to happen yeah 29 yards like I thought it was awesome I love seeing Clemson fail and fail because of Dabo and his reluctance inability whatever it is to adapt to the new college football world so it's nice that they're they're not at the top anymore, and Florida State seems to have taken over in the ACC at least for this season.
1: I'm obviously not as big of a Clemson hater as you or other uh, Gamecock fans, but of course I will say that that loss that in that bowl game versus Ohio State was was ju- just just like talking about them where oh they're they're not even deserving of a top ten like they should be a 14 seed or whatever, and then uh, to them for them to get obliterated in that bowl game. That that was probably my favorite one of the losses that stand out.
0: Yeah, I remember having a lot of fun with that loss. Like, anytime Clemson loses is a good time. He doesn't happen very often, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's the one thing is Clemson. I think they were kind of like this oh challenger to Alabama, like a new team that's kind of at the top. And now I think Dabo's had enough of these press conferences, enough of these moments where he's made enough comments and it's made uh, a lot of people not a big fan of Clemson. So I'm glad that they're, uh, they're all joining the, the good side in this fight. So Uh, And then the the other game here, so as much as you can say that, well, Dion wasn't successful on Saturday, Colorado, Oregon was the highest watched game of the day, even though Notre Dame and Ohio State, two huge brands played on Saturday night. Uh, But that game was significantly more competitive, Uh, you know, maybe not as great given that the the offenses did nothing. Yeah. So I guess the first question I have. So these are two. Huge national brands, two very hateable ones from the outside. What are your personal thoughts on these two schools, Ohio State I don't, and Notre I don't, Dame?
1: I don't mind either. Well, I take it back. Maybe Notre Dame's a little bit more hateable. Okay. Just, but I don't, I don't have a strong take on either. Uh, I, I guess it's just me not being a super hardcore college football fan. But uh, I don't, I don't have a strong take on on uh, either. But, uh, but you know, you go ahead though.
0: Okay. No. So I, I was, I mean, I guess that's kind of fair. I feel like when you have big brands like that, they're easy to hate them more so than root for them. Like you maybe pick one or two that you like and you don't like the others. So growing up, I had an irrational hatred for a few teams. Ohio State and Notre Dame were two of them. Uh, don't necessarily know why. Like I don't know that I have a great explanation for it. But I would I probably say Notre Dame between them. the
1: two because they get talked up so much and they've done and I, so little. Like yes. at least Ohio State, they won a national championship. In, right.
0: With with twenty fourteen. Cardell Jones Love Cardell Jones, Lo- uh, loved
1: Jones. Uh, and they've had other really good seasons. But like, Notre Dame, what?
0: Uh, I think that's the biggest. They made the with national them.
1: championship that one year versus Alabama with Man yeah, Tato, and they got their just ass got kicked. Destroyed. Uh-huh. What have they done? When was the last time they they won a national championship? 20...
0: 1988.
1: Oh my god! So it's been that long. Yeah. So I would yeah. I would say them. Like <laughs> I don't hate I don't hate hate Notre Dame, but I, I don't know. Just I, I I guess I find that program annoying, just given how much they're talked up and how little they've. Right. And I, I think
0: complete. that's a big theme of them. I know it's like kind of Dallas Cowboys of the NFL. Yeah, like, know, at least football. Ohio
1: State has like some pedigree of late. I mean, in terms of winning yeah. championships. um, But 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 yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. So I would say them. I would probably dislike more.
0: Yeah, so earlier you are talking about doing a 180 on Travis Kelsey. I don't know that I would call it a full 180, but I, in 2018, heading into the season, predicted Notre Dame would make the college football playoff on this podcast, and I just started rooting for them every game to be right about that take. And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I don't really hate this team anymore. I, I can like them. I can root for them in certain situations, and I still despise Ohio State. Or I wouldn't say despise, but I hate them a lot. I root for them over Clemson um not a whole lot of other situations do I root for Ohio State though. So I uh I was very much rooting for Notre Dame in this one and um it was a a very very tough loss for the Notre Dame faithful losing at the the buzzer like that and then knowing not only did they give up a touchdown with just 1 second left but they had 10 men on the field at the end of the Twice it was, just... was it two plays? Yeah twice. yeah, twice. Yeah, two plays. Just unbelievable. Um very poor coaching job. Now I'm, I'm a big Marcus Freeman fan. I think that like I I like what he's been able to do. He's much more likable than Brian Kelly, which I think is okay. only saying so much. Hey, hey, hey. Brian <laughs> Kelly. Uh, so uh,
1: yeah, I, that reminds me. Yeah, I I, I wanted to root against Brian Kelly. Pretty much all, which, pretty much all college uh, football head coaches have giant egos. This oh is, is, yeah, is my rooting no it is. rooting in terms of rooting against. Yeah, uh huh. I did. I Which I Brian think
0: Kelly. is fair to say. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I mean, I, I totally get that. But I, I think for this one, it was, I was definitely rooting for Notre Dame. I was upset when they gave up that touchdown. But it's also one of those. Is like, all right, this is kind of a hilarious way for them to lose. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that point. Um, and then Ryan Day after that game. <laughs>
0: Just uh I I, here's I another thought he was one of the likable
1: ones and then just
0: I I don't know. I have very mixed feelings he's, about the guy.
1: He he's shit talking an eighty-six year old man. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's saying
0: <laughs> before this, Lou Holtz. It's just uh, I I don't understand why that's the guy that you call out first in this situation. <laughs> just insane behavior on his part. All and...
1: cause he said a couple comments on the Pat McAfee the Pat show McAfee with show. It, with his uh <laughs> with his look alike. Right. We're the better head coach football team. We're better at the last scrimmage, and we got better weapons offensively. I mean, what what, what could he have said that was so offensive for Ryan Day to, to say that?
0: It was it was wild. <laughs> and apparently, um, like, the athletic director, or, some, or I think it was a PR person, somebody, like, went up to Ryan Day before and said, hey, take a moment to breathe before this interview, and he says, watch this, and then goes on this rant about Lou Holtz. It's just... I don't know what's wrong with him. Who's he gonna that shit talk next?
1: Sister Jean.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's just a crazy move on his part. And I, I want to really like Ryan Day because he's from Manchester, New Hampshire, and it's just like there's not a whole lot of New Hampshire where's, in the where's sports Lou world. Where's Lou Holtz? But...
1: Where is he? Freaking yeah, eighty-six right? years he's... old man in a in a in a chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. He's not watching. He's he'll watch the highlights in the morning. He's asleep. <laughs> he's, just, a uh...
1: he, he's a nerd. He's a he breathes lives and breathes Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> yeah. What'd you expect? I, I think that's just a, a really weird, weird personal call out on Ryan Day's part. And then also the comment, we played one bad half of football the last two years, like Okay, you played one really you bad also, half of football, yeah, you, uh, and you lost it a lot of games. It was also against your school rival at home. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, and then they—it's not like they won a national championship, and you know the bad half was in a, another national championship. It's—it's it's just another weird comment from him. And oh, he meant I that get, one. I
1: think he meant the Michigan game.
0: <laughs> no, that was what he said. Yeah, oh, okay. he, like, that's what he's referring to. It was okay. a bad half in the Michigan game, but it's like. It's not like they've won every single game in that stretch, you know I think they've played more. Like the math doesn't really work out on that comment, but uh, it is an interesting, interesting moment for Ryan Day, and I understand why people aren't fans of him. I I would not be a fan. I of the understand guy if now after
1: I love Lou Holtz. Uh, I love him on ESPN. Yeah, he's
0: a classic. Yeah. The Notre Dame fighters are gonna beat beat the buckeyes <laughs>
1: like what could he have said that was so bad on the radio or on that yeah it was more McAfee. or less
0: that right it was nothing there's no way team. he said anything worse than anybody else That just happened to be the one interview he caught it's not on like TV he said ryan
1: day sucks or no i don't,
0: no, know, I don't think he did i yeah i, I don't He's remember just talking good, the interview. good faith
1: about his football team <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a very, very strange moment. He thought he thought it'd be a
1: long, tough game for Ohio State, and he was wrong. Who cares? Move on.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it was it was a tough one. You know, back and forth, uh, both offenses struggled big time, in the uh, playoffs, was, know, the it was it other...
1: was brutal. I watched that first half, and like, wow. Like, yeah,
0: I <laughs> it was like the whole time. I was like, man, like I was talking up this game, and it's zero th- zero. I thought it was gonna be a really quarter. good game. I mean,
1: yeah, it was at the end, but uh, man, that first half was not fun. <laughs>
0: No, no. And ultimately, I don't think either of these teams are truly national championship teams. I think Ohio State obviously is a better shot now that they beat Notre Dame, but I still don't trust them against a bunch of other teams. Um, But it's also a wide open year. It would be a great year for a 12 team playoff because there's not a team that's like they're definitely the best. Georgia does not look like definitely best team in the country. And, you know, after that, there's a lot of teams that are kind of in the mix that you can kind of talk yourself into. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the college football season plays out. Very fun Saturday. Sunday, the NFL ended up being a lot more fun than we expected, and you know, for good reasons and bad. But
1: yeah, I I had such low expectations for the NFL slate that I thought to myself, hey, if my expectations are so low, maybe it'll actually be a fun slate. (laughs) It was much better than I expected. Well, I don't know. Every I'm biased, but every NFL slate's fun for me. But I I did have really, really low expectations for this slate. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of a lot of uh, some upsets.
1: yeah, especially Cardinals over Cowboys. That was not one I expected, and I don't know. It was definitely more fun slate than I expected. All, even, although my team, I mean, <laughs> I, I barely watched that game. I'm not going to lie, because yeah, it was just exactly what I thought it would be.
0: Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was I still a was... good slate. Yeah, I was only able to catch so much of the game live. Uh, I, w- I went to a bar which had Sunday ticket thinking I'd be able to watch all the games. I only had access to like four different games on TV and I could hear the Saints Packers game, but could barely see it on TV, which was just throwing me off, trying to watch what was happening as I hear the commentary. It was just a very weird setup. But uh, no, it was it was a good NFL week three. And, you know, hopefully we can continue on more fun football weeks and uh October—it's busy sports month. Baseball playoffs start up next week. NBA and NHL season start up later in the month, so we'll have other sports to talk about. But we'll certainly, you know, have our, our NFL takes every single week. I
1: can't wait for the what I can't wait to see what the Red Sox do this. Po- oh no, another last place finish. <laughs>
0: well, what at least shame. the Yankees aren't, aren't in it either. That's true. But yeah, um, definitely gonna you know enjoy some of the others, but football will remain front and center. Yeah. for the time being so mm-hmm. all right that'll do it for this one so for my co-host brian wells i'm corey Devonti. thanks everyone